I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Too Real, the podcast. You know, we back for another week. You're blessed to be here, you know what I mean? Um, I just hope everybody out there listening is having a great week. And if you're not, man, turn that shit around, you know what I mean? We Positive energy, end of year, right, you know what I mean? But um, J. Cole, my nigga, I hate it had to be him, you know what I mean? I was with that nigga shooting in the gym, real talk. Um, Fuck. I never thought it would come to this, you know what I mean? If you listen to this podcast, and if you know me personally, you know Jermaine um, Lamar Cole is like, that's like my favorite, that's my favorite rap there's no, that's like, that's the God MC to me, you know what I mean? He keeps the tradition going. He, like, he's just the realest rapper to me, you know what I mean? Um, I always support J. Cole, go to his shows, buy his CDs. But man, when he when he said he was gonna drop an album, randomly I got amped. You know what I mean? I'm like, holy, Trump's the president. J Cole's about to have a kid. Um, black people being shot left, right, and center. So I'm thinking it's gonna be that it's gonna be that that J Cole that I know. You know what I mean? That um, it won't be long, J Cole. You know what I mean? That type of J Cole. Um, that um, show me something, J. Cole, you know what I mean? Or like, what am I here for? Show me something, J. Cole, you know what I mean? That type of J. Cole. But, yo, the J. Cole we got, man, and it's like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I have the right to say this, man, because obviously on Twitter, yo, you can still see people calling this a classic, calling this, um, this is fire. Yo, I am the biggest J. Cole fan. Like, I don't think anybody, anybody, anybody supports Cole where I support Cole. You know what I mean? But this shit, like, I tried it. I really, I really tried to give it a listen. I really tried to listen and listen and listen and listen. And, and this is just not Cole's best work. This is not Cole's best work. And for those people that are saying, yeah, this is fire... This is not Cole's best work. If you're a J. Cole fan, like, yo, my nigga. The sideline story was the one that 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 disappointed a lot of people. But this this album, and I don't know, maybe it'll grow on me, but I don't want it to grow on me because I think in order to feel this album, you got to be in a really bad place. You know what I mean? You got to be in a dark place. And I, I, I want to be happy. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, this isn't this isn't the Cole that I know. There's ten tracks on there, and out of those ten tracks, I can say I fuck with like f- five, four or five, and that's not that's not that's not how it usually goes with me, you know what I mean? So I can't lie, man. I can't lie, man. Disappointed, like disappointed. I don't know what the aim was. I don't know what what, what I don't know what he was going through or what he was trying to if he's trying to shift music in a different direction or whatever. But this is not J Cole's best work, man, and. I tried. I tried my best. For your eyes, only amazing song. 
Deja Vu. That's my shit. Um, Immortality. Immortality. That's my shit. Uh, fuck. Can't even remember right now because I'm not even looking at the track listing. But you know what I mean. I bought it. You know what I mean. When I go to sleep, I let it play, let it stream because you know it's fifteen hundred plays equals one sale. So I let it play while I'm sleeping. You know what I mean. I'm a support regardless, but I don't know. J. Cole, I, I hope J. Cole knows this isn't his best work. Like, the internet is just bugging. And I've seen people saying Drake um, pushed back more life because um, he was feeling the pressure. Obviously, man, nobody can make Drake push back nothing. As much as I think battle-wise, I've always wanted Cole to be to take it to niggas and, and battle niggas. But I think, obviously, I th- I, me personally, I think Cole would give it to Drake just bar for bar, rapping-wise. But... Nobody's gonna stop Drake's album sales, you know what I mean? And if Drake knew that Cole was coming with this, he might as well just drop more life because yo, I'm disappointed. I cannot I can't tell you I can't tell you anything else. Like I didn't want to say this because yo, I'm such a big fan, like I'm really I support Cole, but yo, as a fan and for a guy that doesn't give us a lot of music, you know what I mean, for him to give us this, this isn't it for me. You know what I mean? For me at least personally. I see people online giving it giving it the thumbs up but nah I can't I can't you know what I mean but um yeah other than that what else been um shout out to Murder Beats you know what I mean Murder Beats just dropped his mixtape Keep God First obviously that's an amazing title cause that you should live by that Keep God First but man I just love I love what he did man I love what he did with this with this mixtape man like you know what I mean well, if you're one of the hottest in the game why not why not get together and put a whole bunch of artists together? You know what I mean? Yeah, he has um, Offset, Playboy, Cardi on there. That scoring track, like it, it, it's a tra- yo. You can listen to this, man. If if you're smoking, drinking, popping drugs, and doing all this, you about to, like this tape's for you, man. Like you'll be super lit. You know what I mean? But I want to highlight. You know what I mean? He, he has some Canadians, some Toronto people on the on the mixtape. You know what I mean? That that's big. You know what I mean? Because Murder Beats. Hey, He's very respected in the game, you know what I mean? For him to put these guys on the tape, that's a good look for them. He had JY, J Wiz on there. He had Jimmy Prime. He had Press on there. He had Smoke Dog, you know, on the tape. Gave them all their own chance to shine, you know what I mean? Their individual tracks, you know what I mean? That's shout out to Murder Beats. That's very honorable, you know what I mean? That's And that's some, it's good music, you know what I mean? So y'all go check that out, you know what I mean? Some very, very good music on there. Um,. Also, Swagger Right dropped his mixtape today. I mean, yesterday. Uh, product of my environment. Go fuck with that. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't say it if it if it, if it's not hot. You know what I mean? Swagger Right definitely got. He know how to make. He know how to make very good music, man. You know what I mean? Fuck with that. Um. Yeah, man. Kanye West met up with um Donald Trump today, man. Like this, just what it is now. You know what I mean? I just hope. I don't really care that he's doing that. You know what I mean? Kanye is his own weirdo. He's his own guy. He went there with a blonde mohawk too, like just on some. He's just a random, like that. He's just a weirdo. But beyond that, you know, what I mean, obviously, I don't know what they met about. We don't know. Trump is just—they're both probably using each other, and they're they're both probably okay with that. You know, what I mean, trying to get under each other's enemy skin. You know, what I mean, because I seen Beyonce had um taking a picture with Mariah Carey and her twins, and you know, Kanye's there looking at that picture like, oh yeah. 
Mariah, Mariah gets to see the kids, and and North and and his kids ain't got to play with Blue Ivy yet. You know what I mean? So, I know he's like, fuck it, I'm going to Donald, because he, he ain't getting his brother back. After this, man, it's clear that Jay's just on another path. He ain't gonna call him. You know what I mean? And life's like, yo, life's moving on. So Kanye's just saying, fuck it, I'm gonna make better allies. And who's a better ally than the president of the United States? You know what I mean? Even though it goes against everything you've stood for, believed in, you know what I mean? But, hey, man, this is Kanye. I, only thing I really want to see, I want to see the artists hold him accountable. You know what I mean? J. Cole called him on that False Prophets track. Didn't really say his name, but we know who he was talking about. Um, I, I don't want to see any of these guys. Like, Pusha T, you were just campaigning with, with Hillary and, and Karen Civil. Like, this is your boss now, so I don't know what the situation is going to be. Are you going to call him out? Like, I don't want to see y'all because everybody's like, oh, he's a genius. Yo, we love Ye. He's a genius. We got to fuck with Ye. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, Jay ain't fuck with him, but some of these niggas ain't powerful enough not to fuck with Kanye. You know what I mean? So it's like if Kanye calls you, you're like, fuck, I, I got to go get that bag. You know what I mean? I, I got to go fuck with Yeezy. I want that production. I want that. So it's like, are you guys going to go against everything you believe in and you guys say online just because for the, you know, like Kanye's doing? You know what I mean? We're going to see, man, because Kanye's a weirdo, man. I, I don't even care about that guy. He just needs a hug. He just needs, he just wants to be somebody's son. You know what I mean? He misses Jay. And, and that's just that. You know what I mean? But. We're going to move on off of, that, off of that sucker right now. He's a sucker. And I don't think there's anything he can do to redeem himself. But he, he's just such a powerful guy. And, and I guess majority of his power comes because he, he has a lot of white fans. And it's like, I don't see black people shunning this guy, man. Like I said, it's all about the bag. You know what I mean? Niggas going to want to get that bag with Kanye. But on another note, man, you know, the Locks dropping the album December 16th. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's called It's it's Filthy America It's Beautiful You know You're gonna expect some bars Some jewels You know what I mean Some life lessons You know what I mean Some good music we, we, Everybody go fuck with that But yeah We gonna get into this episode um, Yeah man Shout out to Andrew Schultz uh, He came down to Toronto You know what I mean For his hesitation tour Hit him up So I can come fuck with him um, I'm gonna I'm ask you guys To please bear with me You know what I mean we did record this in the comedy bar, so there's kind of like a, some noise, you know what I mean? So you got to you gotta bear with it. Please excuse the noise, you know what I mean? Um, shout out to Price for helping me make it. it. You can definitely make out what's going on, but like there might be times in, in, in um, during the episode where it sounds like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or like one of those f like Full House or some sitcom where you just hear a whole bunch of clapping, even though nobody's telling jokes, you know what I mean? But that's just what what happens. Um, yeah, man. But shout out to Andrew Schultz. Shout out to everybody listening. If you want to be a guest on this this podcast, um, email me at it's too real the podcast at gmail dot com. Like, subscribe, review. You know what I mean? If you got your phone in your hand right now, like this, see, see that little button right there. It says subscribe. You press that, and we good. And you see the little heart. You press like, and we good. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, shout out to Andrew Schultz. I'm going to drop this episode right now. Yeah, please excuse the noise. Yo, what's going on, everybody? What's up? It's Too Real the Podcast. We have a special guest. Andrew Schultz in the building, baby. Young Hezzy. Yo. Brought the hesitation toward Toronto, you know, and he had to stop it. It's Too Real. We got, uh, the, we got a DJ, bro. <laughs> we got the official yeah, we DJ live from the podcast club right now. Um, yeah. 
How you feeling in the city, Charles? What, Toronto? Yeah. I like Toronto, man. I know I you've always said you like Toronto. Like, uh, basically, you, you had a sold-out show back-to-back, and now you, you put you out an extra date, so... Yeah, yeah. You're getting a lot of love out here. Oh, Toronto show me love, man. It's been so dope. I really want to do Brilliant Idiots out here because of it. I've been saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that time we spoke, I didn't actually that, but you said obviously because Charlamagne can't come, but how about, like, in a situation where... Like in the auditorium, you have like Skype via, and you're, you're here. Like, yeah, but it's different. Like, people want to uh, see uh, it. That's a good ass idea. Yeah, but like, honestly, because we, regardless, we still feel left out because people that, yeah. that are in New York can always travel to Boston. Yeah. And well, we, we're just here. Like, a lot of us, like, same people. Some people have criminal records, can't go across the yeah, border. Yeah, yeah. Same type so of thing. So, you can't come to Buffalo? Nah, unless you definitely can't. I'll speak I don't know if I can But I, I know some people can For yeah. sure You know what I mean A lot of people That I know that My friends that listen To Real Idiots um, Tackstone And all you guys You know what I mean But we can't come So we want you guys To come here And like I know you guys say It's about the, the I want to come To be put up like, I want to come man It's just tough Because you guys Are very strict With the you let in Very Especially based on criminality. But what about this thing they call the Nexus? What is that? Does that take away? I heard that it, it like, it, it, um, you should ask, make Combat Jack, ask Combat Jack, I heard him speaking about it on his podcast, that um, Smoke Dizzy could come in to Canada a lot easier with the Nexus because he was getting a lot of problems. I think Charlemagne, like, so, so many years ago, like, you know, they should be able to come now because, yo, it's something that I know that, like, a lot of people. Man, I want too badly, though. I really do want to badly because they, yeah, Toronto's been so good to me, man. So usually in markets where the people are really good to me, yeah, the the brilliant idiot shows would go crazy. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would be great. I'm working on it. We had a fucking I don't know if we had a lawyer look into it, but we had like yeah, we actually had people look into it. It's not like we're just trying to do it. We're saying we're not trying to do it. Yeah, like for me, I want to take advantage of any market that shows love. But uh, I really think we could do maybe our biggest show. I'm telling here. you, no, literally, people would come from Montreal, people would come from. I really think so, everywhere. yeah. Because but I'm wondering, let's say, if we did a Buffalo show, how many people you think would come from oh, Toronto? A, to a lot, a lot, a lot. But what's the closest place across the border from Toronto? Buffalo, Niagara, like Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. Would, I would do something literally right across the border. Yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo would definitely. Yeah, Buffalo's closer than yeah, Niagara. Yeah, like that's an hour. Yeah, because. Niagara's It's the same The people The people, way people What was the army mall That is in Buffalo Something like Say what Is it like army mall Like what's the outlet mall In Buffalo know, shit, Or is that <laughs> There's an outlet mall In Buffalo That a lot of people From Canada go to well. yeah. So yeah But it's like an hour And a half away See that's what I'm saying I would literally do it First exit Off the highway yeah, yeah. In yeah. America From yeah, Toronto I know and if we get a good amount of people there, that'd be dope. And then yeah. we get paid in American dollars. That'd be exactly. cool, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I want to get a bit of your, like, your background. Well, obviously, we all know. Everybody knows, like, you're from New York. Sure. Like, I feel like I know you. That's the funny thing, like. Did I mute it? Yeah, yeah, you should leave it. But now we're good? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I know you because, like, I know your mom had a dance studio. Like, sure. Like, all this stuff, like, I even saw, like, you at the Raptor game watching the Timbers. Yeah, was that Jamel? Say what? Was that Jamel? Was oh, Jamel, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Certain things like that, like, we just, like, off the podcast, we know you, but, like, 
You went to school in Santa Barbara. Yes. Oh, you went to college there. Yes. Why? Uh, I grew up surfing. In New York? Yeah. How? Uh, so my folks had a beach house off of Long Island, and uh, it's a place called Fire Island. It's known for being like a, a gay island. Yeah. But there's like, there's two communities that are gay, and you know when like something's a little gay, the whole thing is gay? Yeah. So there's a bunch of communities that aren't, and uh, I grew up there going there in the summers, and I, I just picked up surfing, and I taught surfing lessons. So I said for college, I want to go to a place by the water yeah. where I could, I could continue sure, to surf. Yeah. And um, I brought my boards and everything out there, and I went surfing like two times. The entire time that I was in, yeah. Wow. I, I lived literally Santa Barbara. You could see the ocean from the classrooms. And I went into the ocean maybe two times the entire time I was at Santa Barbara. Like, a, per, a guy like you, cause I, people like from New York are always proud. Like, did you just, like, miss, like, I, I know the weather and everything, but, like. Yeah. Did I miss New York? Yeah. No, the first two years was a lot of fun. Then I just got bored. I didn't really miss New York, but I just missed, like, like, Santa Barbara's one of those towns where, like, the last movie is 7.30. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't, like, I remember I was, I wanted to go on a date with this girl, and, um, the, and, and I was like, yeah, let's go to, we'll go see a movie around, like, 8 or 9 or some shit like that. And she's like, yeah, that's not possible. Like, reservations for dinner are super early. Like, it's an early old person town. Oh, oh, that's what it is. It's just an old person town. Old rich oh, folks. Did, um, Steve Nash went to that school, right? No, he went to Santa Clara. Oh, okay, okay. Santa Clara <laughs> is another one, and that's probably wild. Don't get me wrong, Santa Barbara is a wild school. Yeah, it is. You can come in, bro. Um, Santa Barbara's a wild place, like super wild. Um, like the party scene there was crazy. Like it was, it was a problem. Like back in the day, they were to put it in perspective. Like they got, they have to put like floodlights on the streets and shit because it just got so hectic. People were just fucking everywhere. There were kids falling off the cliff because they were getting so drunk. Like it was a bad. Like, I don't know if you remember collegefuckfest.com. Nah. <laughs> it was this porn website that basically they would go to college towns and they would stage a porn at, like, a frat house yeah. and make it seem as if it was real. Yeah, But they okay. specifically picked well, my school. That's exactly how it was, all right? Yeah, so they specifically picked my school because they know how much, like, random fucking was yeah. going on. It was just house parties every week and Friday, Saturday. Like, there would be girls that just walk into our apartment to go to pee. Like, cute little blonde girls would just walk into the apartment Ask if they could pee and it's end up hanging out. Just like, it's a party yeah, school, bro. It was, I'm sure it's ruined now. Yeah. Like we ruined it a little when I was there. Like yeah. we implemented some douchebag New York shit. Yeah. Like we had a red velvet rope on on our doorway. Yeah, yeah. Like we allow. I turned that shit into a nightclub. Like, it was crazy. Um. Well, you, you went there for psychology, right? Yeah, I, t I mean, I just went there to go to college, man. But, like, I started doing business, and that was boring. And then I did psych, and I was like, this is interesting. I might as well I might as well just study some shit I'm interested in. Like, if you don't know what you want to do. And I'll be honest, I was very lucky. My folks were paying for my school. So it's not like I was going to school on some, like... Student loan where you have to yeah, like I better get yeah, 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 better get a diploma and some shit I can use. Yeah. It was more like I'm doing this because I think it will make them happy, and I will, you know, I'm gonna experience something fine myself, I guess. You know, like I went to Spain while I was in school so I can learn Spanish. Like I just took a year off. Like I worked in an advertising agency. I was like, let me try to accumulate some knowledge and shit in my college years that I could use, not just throw the whole experience away. So. Okay, before but before you went to college, because like. The comedy thing came 
after Santa Barbara. After well, school. no, it was like my last few months there. Yeah, so like, what did you want to do before? I was going to open up a bar with my friend when I came back. I saved up. I heard you say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did hear you say that. So I saved up like 25 grand from working when I was in school. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah. that's the money you were spending when you were living off. Of and I just decided okay. to live off that shit in New York, live with my folks. I live on like $5 a day. I was just eating falafel sandwiches for like fucking year. Yeah. And then, uh, and I was like, let me just try to get funny. And then hopefully by the time I'm funny, I can make a living at this or at least bring some money in. Like, I live with my folks forever. Yeah. You should. There's no reason to live by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Until you got bread, like, until you're properly breaded to the point where you can. I don't want to say buy an apartment, but actually like, live comfortably and you don't have to worry about it. Just live with your folks, man. Unless your yeah. folks are, like, abusive or some shit. Yeah. Like, if your folks are cool... Yeah, exactly. Just pitch in at the house. If you want to be an entrepreneur, that's what I say. If you don't want to be an entrepreneur, if you have, like, a job and you want to work there at that job, yeah. which is fine, then get the fuck out immediately. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, a lot of it is capital. Yeah, you got to save money, you for gotta sure. You got to get the capital. You need cash, Absolutely. you know? Yeah, rent's expensive, especially in New York. Yeah. Um... So, but basically, like, like you said, so how did you know you could get funny? Like, a, a lot of people think they're funny, but that doesn't, that doesn't, like, doesn't mean they're transcend funny, yeah. into comedian. Like, it's true, like, you know, what happens when you, being funny on cue is a lot different than being funny. Like, everybody's made someone laugh, but making someone laugh on cue is a difficult thing. Yeah. So, like, how did you know that? I know you said, like, so basically, your last couple of, couple of months at school, you basically did that. Yeah, I tried it. I bombed my ass off. Yeah, but, like, yeah. you tried it. Like, what does that mean to try? Like, what does that, how do you go up there and just... I was wildly confident. Yeah. Like, that's another thing. Like, you couldn't tell me I couldn't do anything as a kid. So, let alone stand up comedy. So, a lot of it came from, like, this absurd, irrational confidence. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, irrational confidence is healthy. Like, the, you want to be irrationally confident because then you achieve certain things. Like, Jesus walked on water, bro. You know how confident you got to be to even attempt that shit, you know? You know, like... We could like, just drown, yeah. Yeah, like, people who invent things, like... An electric car, like that's just irrational confidence personified. Like yeah. anything crazy that's been done is just irrational confidence, bad and good. Yeah. Like the bad is also irrational confidence. You know. Um. So after you're like basically you were doing your comedy. Trump show. is irrational confidence, right? Yeah, Hitler was irrational Trump, confidence. What, what, what? Trump's like when you, when you got when you got money like that, that's just like if I if I was if I was a billionaire, if I was a billionaire and I had like one leg. So yeah, man, we got the comedy show going on in the background. We gotta be very quiet right now. But um, but yeah, irrational confidence is a is a it can be a good and bad thing. But it is the the catalyst for change, the catalyst for greatness in a way. Okay, so like somebody like you, like basically, you didn't know that comedy was gonna work. Yeah. Well, no, I did. Once I decided to do it. You if I decide something, then I'll make it work. That's my theory. Like it starts here. Really <laughs> no, I mean that. Like it starts up here. Like if I decide it, then I'll do it because I know that I'll put in the work to make it. Do it. The hardest thing for me is deciding. Mm-hmm. Right. The hardest thing is, is making the decision that I'm going to give everything to something because I know what that is. Yeah. So there'll be things that I hesitate doing because I know once I commit to not failing, that's going to yeah. take over my life. Yeah. So sometimes that can be 
Someone interrupts me. Like, like, okay, I should write this show. It's like, I don't want to do it just yet. Like, I don't know. Because then I need to read every book I'm writing a show. Yeah. I need to talk to everybody I know who's writing a show. I need to watch every single show. It's a lot of work that you're, like, you're just not ready for at the moment. Exactly. I might not be ready for at the moment. Yeah. But once I make that decision, then it's all. Okay. It's fucking hard. So, um, so I heard you talking the other day about, I watched the video you guys talked about on the Brilliant Idiots about privilege. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people, like, could you break that down to us? Because a lot of people, like, I'm pretty sure divide up privilege. And they make, right now, what we're doing is we're making this dichotomy. There's, like, white people, black people. These people are uniformly privileged and uniformly disprivileged. When there's a lot of things that go into privilege that are outside of that. Like, for example, my parents paid for my college. Yeah. I could live with them after I graduated and pursue my dreams. I didn't have to financially support my parents, which is huge. I was born healthy. I was born tall. I was yeah. born good-looking. I have hair. Like, these are all privileges that are outside of my skin color. Yeah. Right? So I have advantages on certain people that are white. Yeah. Like, me and this white dude that has one foot and one arm, and he has terminal cancer, don't have the same Definitely not. That's yeah. crazy. Like, you have way more privilege than that white dude. Yeah. Right? Because you have your health. Health yeah, privilege exactly. is huge. Living in North America. Yeah. So I get concerned when we get in this idea of, of white privilege and... Like, for example, uh, something I hear a lot is, like, so if you go to a beauty store, there's no products for people of color. Yeah. That's white privilege. Trust is that white privilege or is that capitalism? Yeah. Is that a company going 70% of the market is white? I want to cater yeah. to 70% of the market. Like, there's no clothes for midgets. Is that because people hate midgets? Or is that because... There's money in it for them. There's less money. I get money. that. There's yeah. less money. So, so it's, we just got to be careful when we divide up ideas like privilege because we can trick ourselves into thinking that we're less privileged than we are. Like, when you just go, there's white privilege and black privilege, you deny the fact that you are, what, you're 6'2"? You're 6'2", good-looking guy, right? You have your health. That's huge privilege. Like, there's some white guy who's 5'4", that would die to be 6'2", and have a his hair. Well, you gotta be black, though. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I don't know what that's like for yeah, four guys. Exactly. I don't know if, like, being short, women do not fuck no, short true. guys. They true. fucking, you know, he's he's successful, could, yeah. you gotta be to get laid yeah. as a short guy. Yeah. Not for sure. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, so he might, in a second, we don't know. Yeah. Know? Like, we don't know the culture. We don't know the yeah. climate. So when we attribute privilege based on color, it really kind of divides us and doesn't look at the nuances which actually create privilege. Because if we looked and we found, oh, shit, the most privileged thing is actually having a job where you make 100K a year. Yeah. We could aspire to be that. Right? Instead of going through life going, well, I'm a minority, I'm not going to have white privilege, I might as well just fucking suck it up. Mm-hmm. If you know that privilege is $100,000 away, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna go get that. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Like, if privilege is a table. We act like it's not. It's a table. There's different things that we have to do as a white person, as a black person, to achieve that. And as a man or as a woman, mm-hmm. and clearly women are marginalized in society, so yeah. if you're a white woman, you don't have the same privilege, I guess, as a white male. But if you're a beautiful white woman, you got more privilege than everybody. Everybody, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No, exactly. It's so complicated for us to just... We'll get there. We like to yeah, everybody, everybody has their own advantages. Everybody has their own disadvantages. Exactly. It's true. Create your privilege. Um... You got the questions. Yeah, yeah, the questions, right? You always speak about Gotham. Gotham comedy. Is that like the mecca? Like, is that like the biggest comedy comedy seller? The best comedy club in the world. Where's that New York too? Yeah, they got it. Comedy Cellar. That's, that's what it's called? Comedy Cellar? Yeah, it's the best comedy club in the world. And it's in New York. In New York, yeah. Why do you always talk about Gotham? Because I do shows at Gotham. Okay. That's, 
that's where I headline, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I'll be doing. I love the club. I think it's a great club, yeah. but um, it's a different style club. Like Comedy Cellar, you do like five or six comics, do fifteen minutes each. Yeah. But in Gotham, I'll do my hour. Okay, so I go to have a special over there. Exactly. I'll okay. I'll do like what I'm doing here. I'll do it Gotham. Okay. Comedy Cellar is more like a workout. Uh, you be doing that back to back. You're just doing it. When you're in New York, you're always going to Gotham. Yeah. I'm always doing yeah, different places because okay. you got to work out the material, find a new shit. Um, what was I going to say? Yo, I want to know. You know that we can't watch any of you guys' shows, right? You got to steal that shit, bro. It's on the internet. Steal it. No, it's not. I don't know how to do it. I went on YouTube and be like, your contact can't be played and say I haven't watched one episode of Gaiko I haven't watched one episode of Uncommon Sense they were playing a guy code up here for a little bit but you guys you know what you gotta do is there's ways to download that shit illegally online yeah. like these like servers where they got all the you know illegal shit yeah um so you can watch it also yeah there's tons of ways to get content you just gotta to talk to a nerd and a nerd will tell you that shit no for real nerds know about this shit my cousin he knows about it he got a lot down and uh, he watches he's up here he's from Kitchener Waterloo okay and he uh, he watches everything Oh yeah, I've been we've been trying I've been trying still like a lot of shit. I think they just had like a hip hop um Oh yeah the hottest MTV Yeah like we can't we can't watch that shit. You can get like that can black like we're a third world country. Like we're like that's no, you can what do, is it though? You can get a proxy server, which is like it tricks your computer into thinking that you're in the US. Oh is that the same thing that basically like when you get the American Netflix type of thing? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, just do that shit. I mean, the internet's right there. Okay. Yeah, sure. Russia can hack the election. You can get fucking vendors. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, yo, what's, what's going on with the Knicks? Knicks are playing well. No, they're playing well. What's going on with Melo? Before we even get into that, whose team is it? Melo or, or KP? It's Melo's team. It will always be Melo's team. I just think KP is making it... I think KP is making it a lot easier for Melo. I think Melo... I think what happens when you start winning, you're okay with sharing. When but, you're losing, you're like, I need to take all the shots. But when you're winning, okay, obviously, I get what you're saying at that, at that capacity, but you're not beating anybody special. So it's like... We don't care. We just want to win. No. Just, I just want to win. just want to go through the playoffs. I just want to go through the playoffs. Like, I just want some postseason games. I'm yeah, but like... Because obviously Phil Jackson just called that Melo. You seen that? Yeah, but Phil's always playing mind games. Yeah, he's no, always yeah. testing. He's always seeing. Like I don't I see. I, I I think it's effective. I don't know what Phil's plan is. Maybe Phil's plan is he's, he wants to get Melo to leave. Yeah, exactly. Maybe get, Phil yeah, wants to get Melo to ask for a trade. But that's what I'm saying because it's it's Porzingis' team. We see, see this night. It could be. You, look, Melo is best when he's not the number one. Yeah. Like in my opinion, but this is what I'm saying. If you blame Melo for all of the Knicks losses, yeah. you have to blame him for all the Knicks wins. Mm-hmm. If Melo, when the Knicks sucked, it was yeah, always Melo's fault. Melo, yeah. Now they're playing well. It's like, oh, KP, no, no. Yeah, yeah. If it's Melo's fault, we suck. It's, it's Melo's fault, we win. So okay. I can't knock him. I can't knock him while we're winning. I have yeah. to give. I have to trip because Melo is clutch as fuck. He's more clutch than they did a thing over like yeah. go ahead last second shots. They can more do than it. Kobe, yeah, more than but, but, LeBron, but those stats, those, but those stats against teams like Sacramento Kings. Last like. second <laughs> shot, bro. It's the last second shot in the NBA. The Kings are the Timberwolves. Kings are trash, but whatever. So yeah. Melo, Melo's a beast. I just think Melo needs to. Here's that. Melo needs to be a number two, number three option. Like when Melo was on the team USA, yeah, USA it basketball, works, yeah, because all he has to score. All he has to do is score. Yeah, all you want to do? That's all we're asking you to do. You don't got to play D. You don't got to do nothing. Just spot up, 
and hit. Tone. I think he's going to be out of here by the end of the season. Do you think so? If he is, it's because Phil wanted it. But where do you think he, like, what do you think you guys would need right now? In, in I mean, if he were to Toronto, you guys would be unstoppable. I, I, I think he'd, he'd slow Toronto down. That's the thing. He would have to buy into the system. Yeah, exactly. It would yeah, be like, hey, not... 25 minutes. Play 25 minutes a game. Yeah, just do your thing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And you guys would be, who, who's going to beat your knees? Cleveland? Yeah, it probably would be. Melo, yeah. and Kyle. Melo Chunis would lose a lot of time. That would be a deep team, yeah. Yeah, it would be a lot of depth, yeah. You guys would be legit, dude. I don't know. I don't know where where to go. I, I honestly thought Melo should have gone to the Clippers. I, mean, I think Chicago would be great. Yeah. Yo, that time when 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 no, he went to Tom Thibodeau was still there. Yeah, he he, he 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 messed up his own career. If you really, if you really want to go by like, but you don't want to leave the business. But if you see the commercial he did, like. He, is that like basically like, yo? Are you guys one of the guys? Is, is that really what he when he was a kid? Did he really want to say that? You know, I only want to win an NCAA championship and three Olympic gold medals. Or did he tell himself, I want to be MVP? I want to be. I want to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. I want to win. The, he wants MVP. He wants Larry O'Brien. He wants all that shit. Yeah. I just think the thing that's keeping him in New York is business. Like yeah. uh, Jim Dolan, who's the owner of the Knicks, is a billionaire. Yeah, so he uh, he tried to get close to him and do that stuff. His business acumen and his business opportunities that he's connecting Melo with are far-reaching outside of basketball. So he knows if he's cozying up to Jim, that's going to help him and his family for generations to come. Yeah, so, but... You see what I'm saying? Like, it, when Jim starts to lose, you think he's really... he's gonna, it, it, It's a lose-lose situation. Because you never, you're never going to show your star. Yeah. You're never going to show your star. But for, just let Phil do that. Yeah, you let Phil coach his best. Your star, that's your baby. You know? Yeah, and he was the best player on the team. Now I think he's still a better player than Porzingis, but Porzingis' upside is unbelievable. I just, I just haven't seen that spark from Melo in a long time. Still, like where he's like, yo, he's he's really taking over a game. Like, yeah, he'll go for thirty points, but it's not the same. Sometimes, dude. Sometimes at the end of these games, maybe we're playing bum ass teams, but at the end of these games, yeah, it's bum ass teams. But he's taking over, dude. <laughs> what happened to Cleveland? That was first. That was disrespectful. No, 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 but <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Was really, yeah. really bad. Because you're and you're playing against your boy. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I think before this season, maybe he had LeBron on head to heads, and now it's just like it hasn't been like that anymore. I don't know. LeBron is the best. No, LeBron sure. is a better motivator. Like. LeBron and I spoke about yeah. this on the podcast, yeah. but it's like LeBron knows how to coach and motivate the youth. Like Jordan and Kobe knew how to do that with their generation. It yeah, could be rough with Yeah, in their way, yeah, they'd yell at you, make you feel inferior. Inferior, but yeah. then that made you go, well, I'm going to prove to you I'm not inferior. Yeah, exactly. Now, they haven't been yelled at their whole lives. They grew up in no the shame. Baby, yeah. grew up in no, been completely baby. They grew up in the best time to be a human being in the world. Get paid, yeah, and they've been coddled through all these programs since they're kids and these you know, AAU, yeah. AAUs and all shit. Jordan and them didn't have dynamic programs like yeah. that. You just got into college and it's like, oh, who, where was this guy? So these kids need to be coddled and LeBron creates a community and has a handshake, a special one for each person. Everybody feels special and it's like you make them feel special and you play well because you're not butter them up. Yeah. Um, so it's like, obviously, man, like, what is it like from being like, obviously, a college student, you know what I mean, and you didn't know what you were going to do. You know what you were going to do and then from now, 
you can be anywhere, like an airport, like I saw you that time. You can be anywhere now. People recognize, people want to talk to you. Like, how does like transition to fame? Like, obviously, you said, like, like I, I came, got, the, got you on the podcast. You still remain humble. True. But what is like? What's the like? What's the difference? Like, um, I, I feel like not having fame is way more um, comfortable. That's all you see. I think having like people know you and know you for a reason, like sets a weird expectation. Yeah. Like, if they know you for when I was on Geico, they would know me for being funny. So I felt whenever I met somebody, I felt like this pressure like, should have to be funny right now. Like, it's like you actually hear me just talking. Like, funny is something that should happen. I was out of the border with sandwiches. And, so, it's like, anyway, so it's like, okay, um, this is way more comfortable for me to meet people, and I'm feeling more comfortable in my skin. Initially, it was very uncomfortable for me, like, being stopped and feeling like a pressure to live up to an expectation that somebody had of me, like, it was just so weird. It took me a little bit to get comfortable. Go into this, like, weird, like, uh, like, wrote, memorized, almost, like, dialogue with somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, just to try to find a way to, like, feel comfortable. Yeah. And, um, but then you just get, you just fucking figure it out. It's great, there's great perks to it, you know? Yeah. Making money is cool, doing no, sure. is cool. Because, like, I'm telling you, like, I don't know if, like, you guys realize it, like, with the brilliantest podcast, like, like, when I told you, like, I feel like I know you, like, bro, like, every, every Thursday, like, I know, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to this, I'm, because you guys talk about everything that's going on, the current events and everything. Yeah. So it's like, yo, I'm pretty sure people, not just me, people are all over you, so you probably get it everywhere. Like, sure. Sometimes. Some people yeah. know me, some people don't. Like, I can usually tell, I usually tell more or less, like, when I was on guy, because I could tell who would know me and who wouldn't, based on, like, yeah. age, based on, like, the way they dressed and shit like that, I could kind of figure it out. Nah, but it's not even just know you guys. Like, I'm, I'm telling you guys, you guys, like, oh, influence it. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, it's a different relationship. Yeah. It is a stronger relationship. Because when you actually know somebody, you care about them, and like you, so you'll come and support them. Like they're gonna yeah. support me this weekend. Whereas like you know, you're on a TV show, and be like, oh, I like that guy, but I don't really care about yeah. seeing him. Like I notice when people see me, they like want to debate. Yeah, yeah. You said something. Yeah, because we know, like we know, we know your stance on certain things. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like for three weeks you've been thinking about. Yeah, exactly. Like that's usually. And I love that. Like let's talk, let's do it. Real shit, man. Like um, just give the people some like motivation man like obviously uh, not just me obviously I'm doing this podcast there's people doing other things like how do you just do whatever you want with your life man you know do I mean I don't think what you what doing with your life with your life necessarily means you have to be famous or anything like that but I think doing what you want with your life is very is very important you know and I think that uh, you can be broke doing something you hate or you can be broke doing something you love so if I'm gonna be broke I'd rather do something I love and uh, you can make money doing something you love and you can make money doing something you don't love so I'd rather make money doing something I love I I just don't it's possible I think that's one thing that people realize everything is this shit is possible whatever the wildest fucking thing you wanna do is absolutely possible because most people 99% of people think it's not possible so they're giving you the option when they do it those people yeah, you know, no competition yeah. because there's no competition it's like people think like oh everybody's doing podcasts nobody's doing podcasts still nobody yeah. even like oh everybody in Toronto has a podcast you can name 10 yeah. that's not a lot of podcasts yeah. you know how many hours there are in the day 24 yeah. that means people need people up for let's say 16 right? that means they want 16 hours of distraction yeah. right? there's 10 podcasts in Toronto 
we need, we have six more podcasts that can start and get an hour after. Like, there's always enough time. And it's just one day. Yeah. There's not enough. So just go out there, make it great. If you make it great, people will come on. Yeah. That's the reality. When it comes to the free market, the free market doesn't give a fuck about gender or race. They care about greatness. Okay? If you make the best food, we'll go to your restaurant. We don't care who the restaurant this yeah. is. Like, you go all around the South, there's some fucking chicken spot that the white people, the black people, everybody goes to, and that's the chicken spot. We just packed everything. So the most racist place in the world is chicken. You know what I'm saying? So just be great. You focus on greatness, you go there.